your dedication. It transcends human ability to comprehend. And we have a reason to say thank you. As we have come, we are in need of a word, but we are not even sure what it is that we need. But thou, O God, who knows the totality of whatever we're going through, you have a word that will address the need that we have. We pray today to speak into our heart that our life will walk in purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Celebrate Jesus, somebody. Celebrate Jesus. I am trusting God that we will pray today. And it's been a battle for me because oftentimes when I want to share a piece with us, then I end up writing so much. So I've got a long slide here. I wish... I could have less. Amen. Sit there before something crashed down there. Amen. Last week, how many enjoyed last week? I enjoyed last week. How many remembered what was taught last week? Oh, you know it. Put your hands together for the servant of the Lord. Praise God. We heard something about discipleship. And today I want to talk to somebody. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. Let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. <laughs> the book of Isaiah is one Isaiah is one of the profound prophet many will call him by theologian standard they call him a major prophet. Not because of what he spoke about, but because of the volume of what he discussed. The books, the chapters that he wrote. So Isaiah happened to be one of the, one of the deep prophets who understands spiritual things. And he was able to even prophesy the birth of Jesus. And he was able to talk about the future in a very profound way. If you are... If you walk in the prophetic ministry, you will understand that there are times where you will see symbols and tokens. And one inability to interpret it uh, limits the efficacy or the strength of what you are seeing. Now, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, is a but. There are any times the word but is used, it means many things have been said. It said that, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. I'm going to minister on the subject of entitled, Making Prayer a Lifestyle. Tell your neighbor, make prayer a lifestyle. It's been a long time I've spoken about prayer. And unlike many months ago, or weeks ago, I had one of the leaders using one of the profound expressions that I normally use a lot. I said, what prayer cannot do, more prayer can do. Hallelujah. So Isaiah is talking about waiting. Now, when you go to Psalm 40, verse 1 to 3, the Bible said, David was trying to tell you the relevance, the importance, and 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 and. and the, the potency of, of waiting. 
Now in Psalm 40 verse 1 to 3, David said, I waited patiently for the Lord. Then he uses a semicolon, which means he's trying to expunge what he just wrote. And he said, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. So they are uh, the psalmist. David is trying to tell you that I waited patiently and he inclined unto my tears. Hallelujah. He said that when he inclined unto my tears, my cry, the Bible said, he said, he brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miracle, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my going, and he has put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto God. Many shall see it, and fear, and shall trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. In the time in which we find our serving, we have many people who will walk out of the will of God. We have many people who will be scared. Many people who will look at what God has said and will begin to panic. Because we are getting to the latter part of the year and everybody is looking like, Why did I, did I not hear right? Did I not listen carefully? But David is trying to tell us that there is a role for miracle in your life. There is a role. Tell your neighbor there is a role. Now, prayer has been defined by many as talking to God. And I define prayer as, uh, if prayer is talking to God, then the efficacy, the power of talking is based on a relationship. Look at what I define prayer to be. I define prayer as having a relationship with God and communicating with him. And I've said to you many times, I can go to come to any of you who has got a relationship with me. A relationship can be something that connects the two of you. If I ask Brother OK to give me 10 pounds, the tendency for me to receive the 10 pounds is very high because we've got a relationship. But the same request that I made to Minister OK, I can make it on the street and everybody will look at me in a funny way. Anybody I've not got a relationship with, they will look at me with the same words I used to receive that which I wanted. Without a relationship, it becomes very impossible for you to receive what you requested for. Now, if you have a good relationship with your father, you can easily get things from your father, your biological father. If you have a good relationship with your husband, you can get things from your husband. If you tell your husband, I need a car, the car will come to you based on the premise of your relationship. So relationship plays a very integral part of our journey. Now somebody will say that when somebody hasn't got a relationship with God, or somebody is not born again, doesn't mean he has not got a relationship with God. In Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, the Bible said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, uh, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nation. So before you were even born, God had a relationship with you. The relationship is connected with your purpose. Hallelujah. Be with me, somebody. I want us to pray today. So I'm trusting I'll fly too quickly. The strength of communication is in word, in relationship. Tell your neighbor, have a relationship. Waiting upon the Lord is a great commitment of an individual towards a great God. If you want to wait upon God, you need a lot of strength. 
uh, we had a song. It said, I will follow after thee, but it is not going to be by might. It is not going to be by power. We have to develop a lifestyle of prayer. And I check the meaning of style. S-T-Y-L-E. It's a distinctive appearance typically determined by the principles according to which something is designed. So if you want to have a lifestyle, which means it must follow a principle, it is not going to be automatic that will come to you because it's a spiritual ingredient that is influenced in the realms of the spirit and it manifests, it is set into the realms of the physical and it manifests for men to see. I like it when power is manifested. The Bible said in, in, in the Bible said in the book of Hebrews, it made it clear that faith is a substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So, if you want to see the glory of God in your life, you have to walk in the lifestyle of prayer. Tell your neighbor, walk in the lifestyle of prayer. Waiting upon the Lord is an expression denoting an individual surrendering their all unto God in order to experience the power. Of God in your life. Shall I repeat it? Waiting upon the Lord is an expression denoting an individual surrendering their all unto God in order to experience the power of God in your life. So you surrender your whole, and I, I think when you surrender, it means you dedicate, you give it all to Him. Praise the Lord. And I want you to understand that when you, I want to address a word like abide. When you dedicate yourself to God, when you wait upon the Lord, you begin to abide in him. I like it what John chapter 15 verse 1 to 8 said. It said, I am the vine and my father is a, is a vine dresser. Any branch in me that does not bear fruit, he will take away. And every branch that does not, that does bear fruit, he prunes. That it may bear more fruit. Hallelujah. I like what the verse number 4 says. It said, Abide in me and I in you. And as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abide in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So when you wait upon the Lord, you begin to abide in God. You begin to work within the perimeters of God. You begin to have the mindset of God. You don't talk like the way other talk because you are in God. When you begin to wait upon God, you begin to know what God wants you to do and you begin to do it according to the prescription established by heaven. Hallelujah. I want you to understand when you're waiting upon God, it is something that you cannot do fleshly. Praise the Lord. Verse number 7 says that if you abide in me and my word abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire. It shall be done for you. By these my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. I'm not talking about fruit, but I want, to talk, I want, I want you to understand the word abiding. When you wait upon God, you isolate yourself from humanity and you connect yourself to divinity. Abide or abide means accept and act in accordance or in rule or decision or recommendation. That is what abide means. It's an accept and act in accordance with in a rule, decision, or recommendation. Another meaning is to remain stable. To remain stable. The word stable had to do with fix or fix in a state. A love that abide with 
him all his days. What do I mean? I mean that when you are stable, it means you are not fluctuating. You are not wobbling. The Bible said a double-minded person can never receive anything from God. And most of us, we begin to bubble, we begin to fluctuate, we begin to go up and down in our walk with God. And prayer is a stabilizer. I wish somebody would take note of this. I said prayer is a stabilizer. <laughs> prayer is a word, a stabilizer. Uh, you, uh, you may not know the power of stabilizer, but back in those days, around in the, in the 80s, or early 90s, that we used to have a lot of power of power of uh, such uh, what do you power shortage back in Ghana, and 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 when the power comes on, sometimes the 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 voltage is too high, so it comes in too high, and when your gadget, your 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 TV, your what do you call it, your freezer, and every gadget is on, the voltage that goes through it is so strong, so it blows them. So you, we have a stabilizer that we connect to all the gadget. So when the power is too high, it's regulated and gives it the right amount it needed and the gadget doesn't blow off. And sometimes when we go through life and we don't have stabilizers, there are things that will affect us. And sometimes when the voltage is also low, the stabilizer will amplify it to the standard that is needed by the gadget and it goes through it softly. Some of us, when we go through things in life, the difficulties, the storms of life, we are hit by the storms of life. And sometimes we are not able to stabilize ourselves in the word of God and we fall off. You have to, prayer is, this, is what I call, it is prayer that stabilizes a believer. I'm going to prove to you in a minute. To continue in a place. So John in abide in the house of the Lord, we must have a stabilizer. The Bible said abiding in God means doing whatever it takes to remain in the word of God without any deviation or alteration of its word. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? We need a stabilizer. Listen, I promise you, there are times I go through things in life and I feel like backing up. There are times I go through things in life and I feel like giving up. There are storms that will happen in your marriage, in your business, at your workplace, you'll feel like giving up. But when you go into prayer, I remember many years ago, I saw my bank account and I broke in tears. I was so really affected psychologically, cognitively. I was affected and I was really down. But immediately I went into prayer and I came back and looked at the same bank statement and I was not affected the same way. I was affected. Why? Because I had a stabilizer. If you are a Christian, prayer is not an option for a believer. It is a mandatory spiritual activity that commands things in the, in the flesh, that amplifies things in the spirit. And we see the thing that we wouldn't have seen without them. Without prayer, you can't see certain things. There are certain people, their language will put you off unless you are prayerful to stabilize you. Tell your neighbor, get a stabilizer. So no amount of job, no amount of business, no amount of anything in your life should take away your ability to pray. Tell your neighbor, be prayerful. In Acts chapter 27 verse 21, the Bible said that Saul was traveling with a, 
with the captains when he was in bond, when he was having bond as a prisoner. The Bible says Paul said to the centurion, he said to the soldiers, except these, except these abide in the ship. Except ye abide in the ship, or these people abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. So when you abide in God, when you remain in God, it stabilizes you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Be with me. Last two weeks, I used a word called moral compass. Say moral compass. The word, the, 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 there's a meaning for moral compass. Moral compass is defined as, I, I told you that prophecy is a moral compass. If you are a Christian, you cannot be, we have not been programmed to behave the same as Christians. I know it will call for argument. Praise the Lord. Christians, we, are, we don't behave the same because we don't have the same purpose. That is why the mother of Moses cannot kill Moses because the mandate upon her life is different from others. And I pray that today you will not, the Bible said, then that compare themselves with each other, they are not wise. I pray that you will not compare yourself with somebody. Moral compass is defined as a person's ability to judge what is right and wrong and act accordingly. So what is defined as the ability to judge what is right and what is wrong and act accordingly is determined by your prophecy. Many saw the walls down and they didn't do anything about it but when Nehemiah heard that the walls was down he spoke the prophecy upon his life didn't allow him to see the walls down. And when you have a prophecy over your life you do whatever it takes to see the word of God established. I pray that today your moral compass is about to be awakened. Awakened in correspondence with the prophecy of God concerning your life. As some people also define it as a set of values that guides our decision making. Affect our actions. And define us as a person. When you have a prophecy on your life it becomes your moral compass. And one of the things that stabilizes you in your compass. In, in moving and navigating into the will of God is prayer. Say to your neighbor, prayer. Ah, oh, dear my God. Prayer is the next thing you do when you hear the voice of God. Is that true? Prayer is the next thing you do when you hear the voice of God. So anytime you hear the voice of God, you have to draw closer to prayer. Say prayer. Oh, I'll be with it. Having a prayer life generates strength that an individual needs to hold on in the Lord in the place of waiting. In Matthew chapter 26 verse 41, the Bible says, Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. What causes you to be able to equate the flesh to the spirit is prayer. Hallelujah. There are things that will happen at your workplace, in your marriage, in your finances, that the only thing that can stabilize it is not the strength of a man, but prayer. Praise the Lord. Prayer keeps our will under control. 
In Philippians chapter 2 verse 13, he said that for it is God who work in you to will and to act in accordance to fulfill his good purpose in your life. And I want you to understand that the purpose of God will remain in you when you are prayerful. Tell your neighbor, be prayerful. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13, the Amplified said, For it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to do, that is strengthening and energizing and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose. For his ple- good pleasure. I want to just dwell on two, th- three things that we've done. I want you to know this. That the world in which we live in, everybody needs a stabilizer. Tell your neighbor you need a stabilizer. If you don't have a stabilizer, it will get to a point. Listen, when you pray, it affects your mindset. Increase the volume there for me. Let me have more keyboard. When you pray, it stabilizes your mindset. Know this. I am not talking about the subject prayer as ordinary as normally we do. But I'm talk- giving you certain ingredients that will help you to get up. In every mess you find yourself and know that God told you that you will succeed. And no weapon that fashion against you shall prosper. Because God told you you will succeed this year. God told you he brought you here for a purpose. When God gave you the job, you saw God in in that job. How come that you are at the same place? And then look as if the devil have taken dominion. You have to tell the devil, walk out of this place because God gave me and I will walk in it. Some of you are backing out of courses. Some of you are procrastinating things because you refuse to pray. I want to talk about three dimensions. I call it the dynamics of prayer. I want to talk about the three dynamics of prayer. The word dynamics means the forces or properties that stimulate growth, development, or change within a system or a process. When we say dynamics, it means the forces or properties that stimulate growth, development, or change within a system. So listen carefully to the dynamics. The first dynamics of prayer is what we call the initiation prayer. Say the initiation prayer. Initiation prayer is the kind of prayer you do before you start something. How did I find a Matthew chapter 4? The Bible said Jesus Christ fasted 40 days and 49. And the Bible said that he prayed a prayer we call the initiation. In the same chapter, chapter 4 verse 17, the Bible said from that time onward, Jesus began to preach. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at come. The kingdom of heaven has come near. When Jesus had not initiated himself, he didn't start preaching. Why? Because it is a mandatory something needed to walk you into purpose. There are some of you who have started things without exerting prayer into it. Before making a decision, you need to initiate yourself into prayer. In Luke chapter 6 verse 12 to 13, the Bible said early in the morning, Jesus spent time before selecting the 12 apostles. Every step you take, you must pray into it. Tell your neighbor, pray into it. If you think everything will be rosary or easy, it is not going to be easy until you pray into it. The Bible said in the book of Luke chapter 24 verse 49, it said, and behold, I send you 
I send, he said, look at what they say. He said, and behold, I send the promise of the Father unto you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye are endowed, until you are endowed with power from on high. Jesus told the disciples, I have a purpose in your life, but I want you to initiate yourself. What have you done without initiating yourself? In prayer. Before you marry, you initiate yourself in prayer. Before you start giving birth, you initiate yourself in prayer. Before the baby come out, you initiate the baby into prayer. Everything you do, you initiate it into prayer. Don't ever start something without talking to God about it. Some of you have failed in certain things, not because God didn't appoint it for you to succeed, but because you chose not to pray about it. I pray that everything you have backed out from, that God has called you into it, receive the strength to pray, receive the strength to move forward in the mighty name of Jesus. If you want to succeed as a Christian, you have to master it is one of the dynamics. The second kind of prayer you have to do is what we call sustaining prayer. Tell your neighbor sustaining prayer. Another word for sustaining prayer means recharge. Tell your neighbor recharge. If your phone battery goes down, it doesn't mean you should throw it away. You recharge it, it performs what it should perform. It is prayer that recharges you. So anytime you feel like backing out, go into prayer and recharge yourself and make a decision. Hallelujah. If you want to walk with God, you have to walk in prayer. Now we have Christians, for some time I've realized that we have the people who are attending the prayer meetings. Some people are coming. Listen, don't allow anything to take your place of prayer. It is your recharge. Praise the Lord. If you don't recharge your phone, it becomes useless. Don't be useless in the place of usefulness. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not a message you want to hear, isn't it? <laughs> the Bible said in the book of Luke chapter 4 verse 42. The Bible said, At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. And the people were looking for him. And when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. Jesus constantly committed to sustaining prayer. It's called a recharge. When you see me anywhere now, don't ask me how am I. Ask me, have you recharged? And I'll tell you, yes, I've recharged. Hallelujah. When you see your brother or sister, ask them whether they've recharged. It is a mandatory something. If you need your phone, you need your charger. If you want to walk the Christian walk, you need to charge yourself in prayer. And every time I recharge myself, I take my consciousness in the realms of the spirit. You will be sad sometimes. You will feel like giving up sometimes. The only thing that bounces you back to the place of purpose is your prayer. You understand what I'm talking about? I'm talking about recharge. Recharge yourself. Don't ever walk. When I talk about recharge, it can be in a composition. I fasted so much. I love fasting. Nowadays, I don't fast much. But every week, I fast more than two days. 
If you want to walk with God, there are things that people will see that should provoke you. But when you have recharged yourself, you don't just act. Should I share a secret with you? The Bible said that when Jesus Christ was before Pilate, and the Bible said he spoke things, and the Bible said that he marveled because he said not a word. Some of you, your weakness is speaking so quickly. The devil knows you will say something. The Bible said that the high priest was marveling because he said not a word. You spoke too quickly. That is why you were rejected. You spoke too quickly. That is why they disqualify you. But I pray that this day you will gain your spiritual consciousness. Hallelujah. Because you haven't got your spiritual awakened, Richard. That is why you said, I can't make it. And immediately, angels were dispatched to support what you said. He said, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. These are not people who have not recharged. These are people who have recharged themselves. Tell your neighbor, recharge. In Mark chapter 1 verse 35, the Bible said, very early in the morning, whilst it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Some of you, you don't see, you only see the sun when it comes out. Some of you have never seen 3 a.m. before. Some of you have never seen 6, 5 o'clock before. You sleep so much that it is like a competition for you. Luke chapter 6, verse 46, it said, after leaving them, he went up on the mountainside to pray. Take some time to recharge. Tell your neighbor, take some time to recharge. The devil is working 24 hours. Believers will need to recharge. It is only a non-Christian, a Christian who doesn't recharge, who back out out of the place of God. In Luke chapter 9 verse 18, once when Jesus was praying, Luke chapter 9 verse 18, it said once when Jesus was praying in a private, in private, and the disciples were with him, he asked them, who do people say I am? He asked the crowd, who say that I am? After he prayed, he knew who he was. Precious one, it is only prayer that will cause you to discover yourself. That when people tell you this job is not for you, you tell them, I know myself, it is mine. Did you hear what I just said? <laughs> I will share you some secret with you. In Luke chapter 22 verse 41. Let me just leave. Let me just leave that one. Now I'll come back. Let me use John. In, in the Bible said Jesus Christ did this. And the disciples pick it up. In Acts chapter, chapter 3. The Bible said one day Peter and John were going up to the temple. At the time of prayer. They sustained themselves. The last prayer I will talk about. Then we pray. I've got prayer, three prayer topics I wanted to pray today. It's what we call the concluding or what I call the finishing prayer. In Luke chapter 23 verse 46, the Bible says, Jesus called out with a loud voice. <laughs> Before, let me go back. Let me say this to you. 
You know when Jesus Christ was in Gethsemane. The Bible said that he cried and said, Father, if it be possible. Let me quote this so you see. In Luke chapter 22 verse 41, 43. Look at what it said. He withdrew about a stone throw beyond them. Knelt down and prayed. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. And look at what happens. Verse number 43. And an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. Sometimes you are back out of things because you didn't receive heavenly strength. Jesus needed to sustain himself, to recharge himself, to walk into purpose. I pray that today you will receive the recharge. The last one, then we pray. It's what we call the concluding or finishing prayer. Luke chapter 23 verse 46. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. Have you forgotten Samson is in Judges chapter 16 verse 28. The Bible said that Samson called unto the Lord and said, Oh Lord my God, remember me, I pray thee. Strengthen me. I pray thee, only this once, oh God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. I am here to tell you somebody, you can't go into this world without recharging. I want you to stand on your feet. You need to recharge. Tell your neighbor you need to recharge. When you recharge, that is dwelling in the, under the shadow of the Almighty, you will say of the Lord, He is your refuge and fortress. Your God in whom would you trust? It said, I should tell you, thousands shall fall on your left, ten thousand on your right. It said, with your eyes shall you be, with, with your eyes shall you see the reward of the wicked. The first prayer I want you to pray today in the next less than five minutes. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 to 15, Paul says something. It's a brother, I counted not myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and, and reaching forward unto the things which are before. I press on the mark for the prize of the higher calling of God and Christ. You want to pray today that, oh God, give me the grace to, to forget the things behind me. To forget the things that are eating my destiny and give me the grace to recharge every time of my life. Are you ready to pray? Lift up a right hand. Say, my God, my Father, that I will not walk away out of your will. Begin to pray. Father, in the name of God, give me the grace. Give me the grace to be sensitive, O God. May I not lose my spiritual connection. May I not lose my spiritual connection. May I not lose my significance in the spirit. Give me the grace. And Jesus prayed. And you strengthen him. I pray today, give me strength. Give me strength. May I wait under the shadow of the Almighty. May I not walk out of your will. Give me the strength to wait. Give me the strength to dwell in the secret place of the most high of God. Give me spiritual sensitivity into time and seasons. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
give me spiritual sensitivity in the name of Jesus the last prayer oh God give me the grace not to give up on the things that I shouldn't give up on which are tied to my success which are tied to the success of my destiny do you understand the prayer God should give you the grace not to give up on the things that are connected to your destiny not just connected to your destiny, but they carry the success into your destiny. Say, oh God, my father, make my life whole again. Spirit rule over me. Spirit rule over me. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, move me now, yes Lord, make my love all again. Spirit, Holy Spirit, move me now, make my love all again, Holy Spirit. I want to pray for you if you are here and your willingness and the power to do is not equal you will back out place your hands on your right your, your right hand on your chest let me pray for you I pray for you today that let the will of God and the power to do be equal in your life. Amen. Receive strength in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let the power begin to move right now. Let the Holy Spirit begin to overshadow you right now. Let the grace of God empower you. That you encounter grace. That you will no more back out of the place of encounter. You will no more give up on the things you have to hold on to. I pray for you today that may God strengthen you as you walk out of this place. May you walk out as a champion. May you walk out to succeed in the mighty name of Jesus. We'll call it done in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody shout.